there are these third parties and advisors that aren't operating on the up and up right now. And I'd call them out to say, hey, if you're a law firm, if you know, you're corporate consulting, if you're accounting, if you're tax accounting, and you're still operating in these places that have shown a distinct lack of care for humanity, it's time to rethink your position. Welcome to one of the most important podcast series I've ever been associated with. Never the same business after the Ukraine war. In this five-part podcast series, along with my co-host, Brandon Daniels, we explore how currents which have been percolating since at least the onset of the pandemic in 2020 came to fruition in February of 2022 when Russia invaded. In the five topics of supply chain, sanctions, and AML, corruption as a national security issue, cybersecurity, and ESG, we will explore how businesses have changed literally forever with the advent of the conflict in Ukraine. These strains did not come out of nowhere. They have been in business bubbling up over the past two to three years, perhaps even longer. But now, compliance officers, business executives, legal eagles, and the government needs to understand that business has changed forever. And we're going to explore that in this podcast series. Hello again, this is Tom Fox back with Brandon Daniels, CEO at Exeter for our continuing five-part series on how the world has changed. Today, we're going to take up anti-corruption compliance as a national security issue. First of all, welcome back, Brandon. Thank you, Tom. It's good to speak with you again. Brandon, in December of 2021, the Biden administration released its strategy on combating corruption, and they made clear that the administration views corruption across the globe as a national security issue of the United States. This is beyond the $3 trillion the World Economic Forum estimates as lost to the global economy from bribery and corruption. This is now saying that corruption outside the United States is a national security issue of the United States. I recognize that this document largely spoke to the government's response to corruption and leading the fight against corruption, but it heightened the visibility of anti-bribery and anti-corruption legislation. I wanted to ask you, that document in the context of the Russian invasion, how do you see anti-corruption compliance now, particularly even in the private sector? Bribery and corruption are not lone wolf crimes. They're not by themselves. When they're happening, there's often other crimes that are linked to them, antitrust issues, like bid rigging issues. There's often issues of national security concerns. There are often issues of maybe higher order crimes that have to do with the circumvention of laws. You know, one of the things I worry about with the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act is how much bribery and corruption that puts into the Chinese government because people are going to be trying to doctor where goods come from. I mean, if you remember back in, and the Wall Street Journal just reported on this in a story where they interviewed me back in 2008, 2009, when iron ore prices started to spike, there's a huge amount of corruption concern in those Chinese ports 
that were the main hubs off of Australia, right? Like we know that supply chain issues, constraints in economic, in the market, and the circumvention of laws, of other laws, is often part and parcel to bribery and corruption. So bribery and corruption rolls with a gang of crimes. (laughs) And I think what we're seeing the administration do is say, look, we take bribery and corruption seriously. We don't think of this as a cost of doing business for two reasons. One, because it does go alongside of very often autocratic governments. It goes alongside of disinformation. It goes alongside of doing things that are adversarial to our interests as a nation. So it is inherently a scourge. I think also, second, what they're saying is corruption enforcement for a small period of time, I think, saw a lull as we've been looking at privacy regs and privacy changes in the EU, bribery and corruption, and specifically, you know, the sort of financial crime compliance of it saw a retrenchment after we had the big fines in the last five years against the banks and sort of financial crime compliance issues. And I think this administration is saying, hey, we're not going to play a game of whack-a-mole, right? We've got these sanctions that we've put in place. We're trying to stamp out modern slavery. And the one way to circumvent and get around all of that is to bribe the local officials to help you cover up what you're doing, (laughs) right? And I think that they recognize that they have to enforce uniformly in order to see effectiveness of outcomes. Brandon, one of the interesting aspects of the Russian invasion is we have seen the national security impact of corruption on Russia because of their lack of material, the untrained troops, the inability to bring arms or armaments up because they're gone. They can't replace tank parts. And weirdly, the Russians have shown exactly what I think this national security issue is. And if I could tie it back to the Biden administration's strategy, they brought the DOD into this discussion. They brought NATO into this discussion. And so the Russian invasion, in my mind, helped illustrate why, and from the military aspect alone, this is a national security issue. Yeah. After the fall of the Berlin Wall, the same sort of international investment that went into restoring and really providing some sort of recourse to the Jewish people that had been through such horrific atrocities, you know, the rebuild of Germany and of Europe didn't really happen in Russia, right? It wasn't the same thing. And so as you careened into the 80s and saw the fall of the Berlin Wall, as you saw the end of the USSR, you didn't replace brutal communists with brand new capitalists, you replace them with criminals. And they have pilfered and siphoned away the materials and the armaments and the things that made it so that that country had a solid and sturdy infrastructure to grow off of. And although we saw some leaps and bounds, I would say, in the 90s, a lot of those have been eroded away by corruption. And I think we recognize that. And I think that's why you've seen so many of the sanctions, Tom, target individual government officials and oligarchs, because those are the folks that have been siphoning away 
from the population the ability for prosperity. And that's why I think this enforcement will be heightened as we come back and we look at what deals have been made with Russia and U.S. companies in this interim time. You know, one of the things I really worry about, Tom, is the advisors. Like law firms, big four consultancies, they're not pulling out of Russia. There was a law firm who I will leave their name out (laughs) that was right there with ZTE all the way through the sanctions evasion that they did with Iran. There are these third parties and advisors that aren't operating on the up and up right now. And I'd call them out to say, hey, if you're a law firm, if you know, you're corporate consulting, if you're accounting, if you're tax accounting, and you're still operating in these places that have shown a distinct lack of care for humanity, it's time to rethink your position. Brennan, I can't think of a better way uh, to end this episode. I hope our listeners will join us again for our next episode where we take up the topic of cybersecurity. I look forward to continuing this conversation. This is Tom Fox. Thank you for listening to this episode of Never the Same, Business After the Ukraine War. This podcast was produced by One Stone Creative, and I want to give a shout out to Megan Doherty, Audra Casano, Darla Field, and the entire team at One Stone Creative. If you are interested in podcasting and need some help, or you want to have a turnkey solution, my suggestion is you would contact One Stone Creative. We're going to link to them in the show notes. On a very personal note, I hope this podcast series will get you to think and be curious and look at all of the issues we have explored in this podcast series. I really believe we have had a true watershed moment, and I think those who don't understand that will be left in the dust of 2022. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. Never the same business after the Ukraine war is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network.